You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. All right, cash the ticket bonus episode. It is Tuesday morning. The national title game was last night. And uh, Cookies is not here, so I get a little freedom. And we're going to play a little told you so, because I told you TCU didn't belong in this deal. Uh, But I want to go over just what took place last night, which was a complete destruction of TCU and a coronation for Georgia. Um, Why it's so depressing if you're not a fan of one of these chosen few SEC teams. Maybe a little look ahead to national title odds for next year and Heisman odds for next year. So we'll have a little fun. As always, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, We're going to be coming out with the new way to get a hold of the show for mailbags. We're going to do mailbags every week, even in the offseason. And even as we're doing basketball and March Madness and a little horse racing and certainly free agency, NFL draft, uh, we're going to have an email for you guys. And you're going to be able to do those long-form mailbag questions. So we'll be coming out with that. Um, We are beginning the process now of developing, per your guys' request, social media accounts specific to the pod, uh, which is not a part of my radio show or Jim's. We're going to have that, and there'll be ways for you to participate in that and get it where it needs to be. Because again, newsflash, this ain't a charity. (laughs) This is a business. Um, But we'll get to all of that. But this is just bonus content. So I want to just talk a little bit about last night's game and And really, I just think it means a lot more than just, well, Georgia won or, well, it was a blowout. Look, you have to bottom line this deal. And when you look at Georgia, start there. That's the new Alabama. I mean, that's as simple as it's going to get. That's the new Bama. Um, I know Saban looked like he wanted to kill David Pollack when he said that Georgia had taken over college football uh, to go into a national title game and win 65-7. Uh, which includes scoring the last 55 points of the game. Let me just throw that to you again. The last 55 points of a game. Uh, You had Kirby Smart doing curtain calls in the third quarter. Um, It it was a domination you haven't seen before. Now, again, part of that, and I can already feel cookies sneering, TCU didn't belong there. I mean, and if they did, this was supposed to be the 1-4 matchup. This is where the committee got what they deserved. They got a nothing burger of a game that the vast majority of people turned off in the second quarter. They got what they deserved. Georgia was the one, TCU should have been the four, and Michigan and OSU should have played in a rematch, which would have been a far more competitive game, as the 2-3. And instead, you get this. Now, look, TCU had an incredible season, but here's the reality. And this is where, as a college football fan, this is very difficult to work our way around. 
Georgia showed up last night with, depending on rating services, right? And, and you guys subscribe to whatever you like in recruiting. Somewhere between 15 and 20 five-star players. TCU doesn't have any. Georgia's roster of 85 scholarship players is about 85% four- and five-star players. You are talking about a freight train, and very few teams can stand on the tracks and absorb that, that blow. And when you get to the highest stage, your talent or lack thereof is going to show. Now, people you know, well, Ohio, Ohio State played with them. Well, because Ohio State is the closest thing to an SEC team, both in roster construction and in play style. And their problem is they're not really designed to beat Michigan. Michigan plays a very old school football in a phone booth. We're designed to play in the elements. We're designed to play in the cold. We're designed to win in the Big Ten. Ohio State, for a long time, um, they have tried to become an SEC team. We're going to play on the fast track. We're going to play indoors. We're going to be high flying. Uh, We are going to design ourselves to win it all. And what the problem's been the last couple of years is they've run into essentially kryptonite. It's like styles that make fights. And you can be the biggest power puncher in the world, but if you're facing a fighter whose reach keeps you away from him, you've got yourself a problem. And that's the thing here. So the point I'm making is, unless you have this level of talent, this is always going to be the result. And look, Clemson's fallen off a little bit, but Clemson for a while had that talent level. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State to a point, and that's about it. Because every year Oklahoma shows up, they get destroyed. Every year Ohio State shows up, they lose. They don't get destroyed, but they lose. Michigan shows up twice, destroyed twice. UW once, destroyed. Michigan State, destroyed. You sensing the theme here? And TCU got their taste. Welcome to the buffet. And instead of being able to scoop some food out, they got hit with a fucking sheet pan right over the head. This is the problem. Because there's no navigating around it. It's not negotiable. Like March Madness is magical because it's five players on the court. It's 12 players total. And in the college game, it's really seven or eight players that matter. And one tremendous player can carry you through. Football's not like that. I mean, you've got 11 guys on the field at at the same time, 22 starters, and another 22 backups. You need 40 to 50 dogs if you're going to do this. And if you're going to go out and beat Georgia, you're going to go out and get to this point, you're going to make it happen. Man, you got to have NFL talent. There's no cheating the system. Uh, And what you saw last night, I know what everyone will say is, well, Stetson Bennett's not that guy. You know what Stetson Bennett is? Stetson Bennett is a once- I don't even want to say once in a generation. Stetson Bennett is a once in a lifetime ex- exception to the rule. A lightly regarded player, a walk on, a kid with an incredible story, a never say die attitude, had to transfer, went to JUCO, came back to Georgia, overlooked. We're going to play Dwan Mathis. We're going to play JT Daniel. Persevered, 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 played. Legend. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Georgia's going to go right back to having a five-star player at quarterback 
on whether it's Beck or this Vandergrift kid. Um, they're a younger team. They got a lot of returning players. Uh, I mean, nothing exemplifies it like McIntosh comes out of the game. They're, they're excellent running back who will play in the NFL. And they bring in a freshman who's 6'2", 220, and he's dragging defenders. It's about layering of talent. You know, Brock Bowers was arguably the number one player in America. George went out to Napa, California to get him. Brock Bowers is coming back because he's not eligible for the draft. Seven grabs for 152 yards and a touchdown for a tight end? A guy who has the wheels, the athleticism, and the physicality, mind you. Um, look, here, you want to know how Georgia reloads? They don't even need to worry about youth at wide receiver next year, whether A.D. Mitchell and McConkey, you know, disappear. They went out, took Mississippi State's best receiver and Ra-Ra Davis or Ra-Ra Wilson, whatever his name is. They went out and took Missouri's best player, Lavette, the wide receiver. Those are all SEC wide receivers. They're both going to start for Georgia next year. Bowers is back. Studs at tailback. Five-star quarterback. O-line reloads. We'll get to the national title odds in a minute. Like, Georgia is the new Bama. And it is also, by the way, I know people bitched and moaned when I did the episode defending Alabama, but the reality is Bama was better than TCU. Bama's better than Ohio State. Bama's better than Michigan. Oh, well, then they should have won their game. They went at Rocky Top at night, lost on the last play of the game. They went at Texas. They, they, they took on these teams. They went in Death Valley at night, lost on the last play. Newsflash, they're better than all these teams because they have more talent than these teams. And in football, you can't fake it. You just can't. What Georgia did last night, A, going back to back, extremely rare. Uh, haven't seen it in a decade, may not see it for another, unless they plan on going three-peat mode. Um, 65 to 7 doesn't even do it justice because at a certain point, they not only beat TCU physically, they beat them mentally. TCU was broken. TCU had a glazed look in their eye like, oh, fuck. They're not, yep, yep, That this is real. This is happening. This is happening. Uh, so Georgia is the new Bama. Georgia does run college football. Georgia will open the season at number one. Georgia is your favorite to win the Natty next year. Um, and again, there's no secret. We're not reinventing the wheel. Um, it's talent. And I think if you're a fan of a team that's not one of these chosen couple, I really don't know what we're playing for, to be quite honest with you. You know, I'm a Michigan State grad. It's not like I went to some poverty school with no stadium and they play in a shitbag conference. I went to a Big Ten university. I went to a school that's won multiple Big Ten titles in the last 15 years. They got an 80,000-seat stadium. They're top 20 in attendance. They're top 20 in revenue. And you know what last night's game reminds me? They are not on the same fucking planet as Georgia. Again, I didn't go to Vanderbilt. I didn't go to Boston College. I didn't go to Wake Forest. Okay, I went to a school that has some say, has made the playoff, has won the Big Ten, has beaten some of these teams. I, I'm not on the same fucking planet of what it takes to win this thing. And look, I got my taste of it in 2015. State went in 12-1 and and did what they needed to do. They showed up, played Bama 38-0. Don't belong in the same field. That's the, that, I think we have a college football problem. We have a problem because as much as we want to believe that NIL is going to spread the talent, as much as we want to believe the transfer portal will spread the talent, 
That's a fallacy. It's a fantasy. What did I just tell you Georgia did? They took the best wide receivers from the SEC and brought them to them while stacking them on top of four- and five-star wide receivers right underneath. We're not, we're not spreading the talent. And as far as NIL goes, look, Texas A&M the last couple years, it blew up in their face. Miami and John Ruiz spending a ton now. Oregon's got Nike involved. Fine. But guys, realistically, your favorites are going to remain your favorites. It's, it's going to be Georgia. It's going to be Bama. It's going to be OSU. I think USC could break through because A, blue blood, B, geography. Um, when USC was rolling with Pete Carroll, they drew a three-hour circle around Los Angeles. They never had to hop on a plane. The talent's there. The sizzle's there. It's LA. The money's there. Um, but realistically, we have a problem. And it's been the success of the NFL, as everyone gets a say. The Jags went from being the worst team in football to making the playoffs and possibly winning this weekend. The Lions went from being the second worst to being 9-8, and 5-1 and one in the division and their playoff caliber. Um, yeah, college football, sure, TCU pulled the miracle and got here. And look at what the reward was. They got, they got thrown down a flight of stairs ass first. Like, I mean, it's, it's great, I guess. There's just an element of impossibility to this now where it's impossible to dream. So, yeah, hey, man, you tip your cap. Kirby Smart's built a goddamn machine. I still think Bam will have something to say about it before Saban's done. Um, but outside of those two, no. Michigan can't be on the same field as them. Uh, I don't think Clemson can be on the same field. I don't think Tennessee, Florida State. I mean, I... The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time is an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the, uh, the game in the app. Flash deals under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt. It stands out. Red fire emoji. Cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all-in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom. You click in. Easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's go through the national title odds. I mean, right here, right now, George is opening up at plus 300 um, as your favorite to win the national title next year, plus 300. Bama, plus 500. Uh, Michigan, plus 800, which I think you're burning your money. I mean, case in point, I think Michigan has one five-star player, one. Will Johnson. McCarthy may or may not have been pending service. I'll give you five-star status. That's two. George has got 20. They can't be on the same field as him. And if you're a Michigan fan who's upset, well, sorry, the team that you just lost to lost by 60 to Georgia. You know what would have happened? You would have got bodied. So you want to put plus 800 with Michigan? Go for it. Ohio State's got to break in a new quarterback, plus 800. Kyle McCord is probably going to be their new QB. I don't know. Ohio State's got to figure out a way to beat Michigan first. Clemson at plus 1,200. Klubnik, year two, maybe. 
but they lose an absolute ton of defensive talent to the pros. And I still need to see Clemson show me they can acquire skill players I care about. We're a long way from watching Hunter Renfro and T. Higgins and Justin Ross and Mike Williams. We're a long way from that. Clemson's skill players largely suck. Will Shipley's all right, but they don't have much else. The O-line, awful. USC, to me, is an interesting price here at plus 1,500. You get Caleb Williams, you're going to get Lincoln Riley, path of least resistance in the Pac-12. I think USC at plus 1,500, you, you may have the best player in America, and at least you're getting, you know, you're getting a value. I know Cookies isn't here, but USC is interesting. I wouldn't touch Tennessee with a 10-foot pole at plus 2,000. Florida State with Travis coming back at quarterback, plus 2,000, path of lighter resistance. Could they beat Clemson? It's Norvell in, what, year four or five? Maybe. You know, you want to roll with Texas at plus 2,200? Got to show me Quinn Ewers can actually hit 50% of his passes. Does the Arch Manning thing play in there? I don't know. I think LSU's interesting. Uh, they've been incredibly active in the portal. Jaden Daniels is back at quarterback. Uh, they are revamping that entire defense specific to the secondary. You know, do you want to take a pop at LSU at nearly plus 3,000? Guys, the whole point I'm making to you is when you go up and down this list, it gets to a point you're just throwing your money away. You know, Oregon, the Bo Nix experience, he, he, show me he can play on the road, plus 3,000. Utah, news broke today, plus 4,000. Cam Rising's coming back, the quarterback. Washington, Michael Penix, who could be a real Heisman contender, plus 4,000. He'll play a lick of defense, and that's it. I mean, what, what are we doing here? We throwing plus 10,000 on UCLA with a freshman QB? No, absolutely not. Um, but I'm just, I give you the odds to show you nothing's changing. And even if Cinderella finds a way in, Cinderella has no hope of winning. And in the absence of hope, I think it attacks our passion as fans. Heisman, briefly, I'll just give it to you. Caleb Williams, who won it this year, plus 400, your favorite. Drake May, the quarterback out of North Carolina. I've told you, if, the, if he was draft eligible today, he may get taken number one ahead of Caleb Williams. And certainly ahead of all three, of Levis and... Um, uh, C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young. Now, Michael Penix Jr., if you're going to put a, a future in, Michael Penix Jr. at UW is plus 1,200. I think he's a candidate to throw for 5,000 yards. Kalen DeBoer, year two at UW. Uh, they're bringing in transfers. This kid is has some of the best arm talent of any quarterback in America. He's comfortable in the system. They play in a conference that doesn't play defense. And UW, they could be very, very good. I Penix at plus 1,200, very interesting to me. Um, Bo Nix, plus 1,200, no thank you. Sam Hartman, who's now at Notre Dame, quarterback for Wake Forest, plus 1,600, maybe, maybe. Uh, we talked a little bit about LSU, maybe Jaden Daniels. If LSU's good, that means he's good. If those two things happen, could he get to New York? Uh, Big Ten fans, Kyle McCord at Ohio State is plus 2,000. He's never taken a snap. Uh, J.J. McCarthy plus 3,000. The problem, they run it 50 times a game. But let me tell you why McCarthy could be an interesting bet. He's a bet because who owns Big Ten broadcast rights? Fox. Who calls Big Ten games? Noted U of M slapdick Gus Johnson and noted shill Joel Klatt. Who follows Michigan week to week to week to week to week with the roadshow? 
Fox. Who will they pimp on a weekly basis? J.J. Gus Johnson had the audacity to tell you J.J. should be considered for New York this year when a guy completed 20 passes. Not literally, but you get my point. If you want to talk about media narrative, the media got Aiden Hutchinson to New York when Will Anderson should have gone ahead of him. They got Blake Corum almost to New York, but Blake got hurt. Well, what would stop them from getting J.J. there? And if you get to New York, you got a shot. J.J. plus 3,000 could be interesting. But guys, listen, the future stuff, if you wanted something I wouldn't mind putting in, I think interesting with Penix at plus 1,200. Uh, if you're talking national title odds, I wouldn't mind a Pac-12 team or two just based on Penix or Caleb Williams. Uh, I would need to see more what Utah does in the portal and in recruiting, but Cam Rising's a dog. But I have a hard time sitting here going, yeah, you know what? Let's go uh, Michigan plus 800. They'll get destroyed. Destroyed. And last night's game is evidence of that. It's not bias. It's factual. You want to get on that field with Georgia? You want to get on that field with Bama? You can't bring a knife to a gunfight. And these teams are packing. And I just don't see anyone outside of Georgia or Bama to win the national title that I'm going to drop a bag on. You want to tell me USC because of Caleb? Maybe he's the unicorn. Maybe he's Vince Young-esque. Um, but guys, that that's really, it's sad reality of college football. And no amount of expanded playoff is probably going to matter. All right, that's Cash Ticket. Bonus episode for you. Just want to get in, lay down some content. I actually have to transition now to the 2 p.m. show I actually do. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. We're going to get you those updates. Wild card episodes coming out for you. We've got the weekend covered top to bottom. Uh, it's all there. So appreciate you guys. We'll talk soon. That's Cash Ticket. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.